0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 472 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd, joined with a hanger-on, I mean, co-host... Joe, how we doing
1: today? Oh boy, taking shots this early, huh? Shots fired, Joe. Shots mm. fired. Just because I was indisposed this weekend, just because what? I've been watching more wrestling than anything else.
0: That does hurt my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. You're falling deeper into that rabbit hole. It's soon, soon you won't even be the man I knew.
1: <sighs> I'm barely the man I know. But uh oh. one thing that I do know, Todd, is we got a lot of comic book stuff to talk about this week
0: yes we do um in news uh an omnibus update that's near and dear to my heart also promotional rings love those i collect them all also a big shakeup at the chain of command at a certain company and also backed by popular demand people's favorite segment the rob watch also uh con news free digital books and sales What we read last week, which was the greatest comic book ever made, Doctor Doom number one, and also Wonder Twins number eight. What we're looking forward to coming out this week, and at the end of it all, we're going to have spoiler-filled talk of the first episode of the new season of Flash, and the first episode of Batwoman on the CW. And I think that's everything, Joe. Did I nail it?
1: I think we have a bunch of uh, Todd's art attacks to throw in there as well.
0: Oh, that's right. I sneak those in. People like to, you know, I pepper it like a fine recipe, Joe.
1: Mm-hmm. So. You know the? Do you know the comedian Jim Florentine?
0: Yes, he's the pasta, right? No, wait. Go, go oh, ahead.
1: Boy, yes. I don't know what you're doing there, but uh... Florentine—that's what I was thinking of. Oh boy! No. So uh, he'll he'll do things to kind of rib himself. You know, when you go to like a fancy restaurant, the guy comes over with the pepper. Mm-hmm. He'll have the guy go through his entire pepper mill on his meal, <laughs> right? And then say, "Oh no, no, I want more pepper," and make him go refill it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, just and as then, a rib. That's a, and that's a, and that's the thing. That's a rib on yourself, and that's that's always the best. That's right. And then when he comes back, you're
0: like. Uh, uh, there's a problem with this. Not enough pepper. Like he's yeah. like, this guy's gonna say too much pepper. I'm like, yeah, no, just smidge more if you could. Yeah,
1: just a little bit more.
0: <laughs>
1: when you said you're, you know, peppering in the uh, Todd's artifact that just popped in my head. So hey, hey. uh, we have news to discuss. Follow ups, of course. We're trying to track what DC is doing with their reprints and their collections and so forths. And we had actually talked about it here uh, on the show as Todd, I guess, stumbled upon a tweet about a Bronze Age Jonah Hex omnibus that was going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. And Todd went straight to the source, our local retailer, and said, hey, is this on the uh, to-be-cancelled list? And at the time, it wasn't. But now, here you know, here you go. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? It's been canceled.
0: Right. But they even told... Uh, Retailers that it would be resolicited under a new name. Get rid of the Bronze Age, which they were wiping away from some of the other stuff. And it's not going to be called the Jonah Hex Omnibus anymore. It's going to be called the Weird Western Tales, maybe with Jonah Hex hardcover now. But everything is pretty much staying the same inside. I knew it was pretty much probably going to happen when I was uh, stooged off that it had been taken down from Amazon. That you know
1: something's up. Right, well we've discussed this before Where all those books uh, they don't get taken off Amazon, they're given some sort of ridiculous uh, you know, release date that's like 800 years in the future or something
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I was told it will be in the next previews I believe, and I would have to refill out my order for it so. Oh boy Because it's going to be called something different, Joe but, And I also thought, were you the person who thought it was the Palmiati run? Yeah, Jonah yeah Hex? I, th- I wonder if that has something to do with naming it weird Western tales because like Josh was asking me, he's like, well, it says bronze age right on. And I said, yeah, I-, I know it does, but like, I've had two people, you and I forget who the other one was. I'm like, it's not the Palmiati run. And I wonder if people were getting confused and DC was like, no, we don't want this to become a thing. So change the name to the book uh, Palmiati never wrote weird Western tales.
1: hmm. So. But it just seems odd that they would do this at the very least, especially since it's going to be the same size as an omnibus, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Right. And not call it an omnibus. I wonder
0: if that's got a bad track record now with like the mistakes they made with them and stuff. I I don't know.
1: Right. But if it looks like an omnibus is the size of an omnibus has the same printing errors as an omnibus. (laughs) It's still an omnibus, whether or not you call it one or not. It's a hardcover, Joe. Oh, boy. They're not trade paperbacks. They're graphic novels. Pretty much, yes. They're all comic books at the end of the day. I agree. And, uh, Todd, I'll I'll say when you're filling out this order form for when the previews comes out in two weeks, Mm -hmm. I'd fill it out in pencil just to be safe. What? Pen... (laughs) sharpie did did anybody ever think about you
0: know getting a, a deal with sharpie for comic creators to sign their stuff sponsorship that'd be a good idea oh,
1: that's a joke for many many years ago know, that's
0: that's for just for you and me
1: right there's a thing that i say on the show every week that's a joke for one person mm-hmm. and the person uh thanked me for it when i saw them this week oh good good right. Can you guess what the joke is, listeners at home?
0: <laughs> I can't but, even guess, and I'm
1: here. Right. So, that, well, right. I can explain it to you when we're done. But um, many, many moons ago, back when Studebaker, a.k.a. Brian, uh, co-host of Prime Defective and Prodigal Sons, two shows that don't exist, three shows that include Dad's Tractions, <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, I got this great idea. <laughs> what if? Right. you guys broker a deal with sharpie to uh get them to be like the exclusive thing of like signing things for comic creators Mm -hmm. go let me go check out sharpie's social media presence oh they haven't tweeted in six years and twitter's only been around for seven and a half (sighs) and i think everybody already uses sharpies i don't think anybody else needs uh like sharpie doesn't need that like they're already being used right they don't need to spend money to make sure that their pens or markers or paint pens are in the hands of anyone, you know, that's pretty much what you're using.
0: They're like the Kleenex of pens. Like that, that's, Sharpie is what you call everything. Yeah. Every, every pen is a Sharpie to people, but not every Sharpie's, you know, it's, so that's what it is. I'm just like, when you're named the thing, I think you got the, you know, you got the clout. You don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, when it comes to a bigger one, though, like a bigger marker, I, I go with uh, Marks-a-Lot brand.
0: Oh, Sir marks Yes. <laughs> the Knight of, of Pens.
1: Yes. So we'll see what happens with this uh, not-omnibus, not-Bronze Age collection. Another thing that DC is putting out uh, is, we had talked about it last week when Todd made his jaunt to New York,
0: mm-hmm. when he
1: got the fancy edition of the Legion Flight Ring replica. Uh, with the upcoming launch of the Bendis Ryan Sook Legion book, you'll be able to pick up your own facsimile. Uh, I'm really good at pronouncing words in their plural form of the Legion flight ring. And this one's actually, this is, it looks to be similar to the one that you got in New York.
0: It is. It's probably the same one. Exactly.
1: Right. And again, I'm getting mine out here, which is, very sad looking it's even at the bottom of the pile. i don't even think i have it anymore oh no
0: i have the old one that that they gave out so where it's
1: just like a one color thing right right it doesn't have the black inside the logo
0: i don't know i think it did i think it did
1: no i'm pretty sure it didn't
0: all right i don't have mine in front of me i should have brought them as we sat down
1: but yeah uh, but, you know, the uh, your local retailer will get a bag of 50 for every 200 copies that they order.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you can order more if you want, and uh, they say it's not going to be some sort of crazy price. And for every 100 copies, you're going to get one silver, and they say platinum one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't know. I want the gold one. I don't want the platinum one. Okay.
0: I'm going to say as a guy who has two of every ring that dc has put out why do you have two uh one to wear one to keep in the plastic joe (laughs) i do i have one that i keep i have them in my ziploc bag that i take to when i go play blackjack depending on what mood i am i put the ring on um and i have i have two of everything so i i have this one outside of the plastics as they say so when i buy the legion of superhero one i'm gonna get the the a regular gold one that i'm not even gonna take out of the packaging but man i really want that platinum ring too and i also want a double set of it so like i'm i, I have a sickness when it comes to like rings and stuff like that i love all comic book based rings you do have a sickness i do i'm down with it though
1: so is this the first DC giveaway gimmick like this since they did them for like Green Lantern at the height of Green Lanternism?
0: No, there was one for Flash after that. The Flash ring came out. I definitely okay. remember that. I don't remember what it was for. It may have been with the Final Crisis with Barry coming back or there was a story oh, after that. You know it that. was
1: probably with Flash Rebirth.
0: That's what it, there was a flash ring with flash rebirth. And I'm trying to remember if there was any ones after that, that I can't think of. There might've been a Legion one in there somewhere for something. If there was Legion of three worlds, maybe they put a ring out for
1: maybe,
0: and that's where you got the Legion ring that you're talking about. But those were the two that were after that. And I don't think they did any more after that.
1: Right, I just think it's funny that, like, obviously they're doing a promotion, great. The Legion's whole gimmick is that they have rings, that's great. Um, but the fact that they're doing, like, a chase ring.
0: I know, that upsets me.
1: Now, also this week, this week or whenever the new X-Men books come out, they're doing, like, a set of cards.
0: Yes. I As took
1: well, a- along with a uh, crypto thing to figure out what Jonathan Hickman's new fake language that he created was.
0: Yes, I don't understand how it works. I just know it's like a decoder
1: card.-hmm. I won't be getting that
0: where Where are the infinity gems? Joe? I demand they release rele- release the infinity gems. That's what I want. That's a new hashtag
1: I think the infinity gems are going to come with the Snyder cuts.
0: oh, any day now I hear that they're gonna announce that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, I miss like wasn't it supposed to be like a tiered thing where we're gonna get like these little pop ups, like little like diet like things to make our own little dioramas and stuff.
0: For what I don't remember that
1: with uh not uh, with secret wars. It wasn't just supposed to be infinity gems or infinity stones across like the entire run of the book. I think it was supposed to be like. Issue one comes out, it's, like, the first set of stones. Issue two comes out, we get another thing. Issue three comes out, we get, like, a bunch of cardboard dioramas of the new world that uh, uh, Doom has created. See, I don't remember that. I just remember
0: it was, like, literally, like, issue five or seven of secret wars came out and that's when the when the gems came out kind of like the way for one issue the the eyeball came out for that one mini series and then there was the glow in the dark cosmic cube and all that stuff they that's the way i remember i don't remember
1: a diorama at all give me one second i need to find this but yeah so marvel's been doing them more often than uh dc has
0: yeah, DC kind of just gave away like buttons over over the course of time. I remember that was one of their giveaways that you would get like remember when they did all the the buttons for whatever the dark for the metal crossovers were. There was a there was a dark uh there was a dark uh universe book for like Flash Green Lantern and each week they'd come out and they'd have a button that went with it. That's all I really remember recently from DC. Any diorama stuff you found?
1: No, I'm telling you, I remember there was something.
0: Sure, your memory's solid, so I'll trust it. I swear. No, nothing at all? Nothing yet?
1: I'm looking, I'm looking.
0: Secret Wars giveaway? Promo stuff?
1: No, I'm not finding anything. I'm not even finding anything that the Infinity Stones were supposed to be a thing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that's what I'm trying to look. I'm trying to so okay, okay, no, wait. Uh bu, 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 bu. now see in the headline it says that there's infinity uh it says uh Secret War Sales, Infinity Stones giveaway, right? Right. Okay, so yes, yes. So, so um issue Z oh so issue one comes out, right? hmm And then it says Marvel's going to be stoking sales with the launch of the Secret Wars titles, along with a similar item to the original sent eyeballs, Infinity Stones. Retailers will be able to get packs of six Infinity Stones to help incentivize customers into the store, or to just continue bringing fans back to the stores. And if that wasn't enough, in July we'll be offering a special landscape variant on five books. These will be wraparound covers that, along with battle boards and secret war standees will allow fans to create their own tableaus uh of scenes from the books
0: okay so it was variant covers
1: right but it was variant covers and secret war standees
0: well, I remember they did do you remember when they did the uh the the doom the doom patrol the uh movie? deadpool standee? they had a cut out and you folded it and it made the The that made, like, the the cardboard person. I wonder if that's what they were doing.
1: Right, because I vividly remember seeing, like, a mock-up of a Reed Richards one. See, I don't even remember. uh,
0: Honest to God, maybe I blanked out after Infinity Stones back in the day, because I don't remember any of that. So, luckily, you were on the ball on this one,
1: Joe. I knew it wasn't just Infinity Stones, and there was a whole, like... There was a whole like schedule of them
0: Mm -hmm. okay i wonder why the the stones never happened honestly Mm -hmm. wonder if they were just like too expensive to i i I, I i would love to hear the story behind that because i have a feeling that at some point we will get those
1: so I don't know if we ever got this either, where there was the battle board fold-out map that showcases all 41 territories of Battleworld. I
0: don't think so. I probably would have grabbed that.
1: Okay. Now, I think they showed it, like, inside the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I'm looking at this here, uh, it says, The image called the Secret Wars battle Board will be available at a premium, as a premium fold-out map. Printed on laminated cardstock, um, along with the release of Secret Wars 1.
0: Uh, I have a feeling that never happened.
1: Right. I don't think that ever happened either.
0: See, the what I do is I just went to... You know what? It happened. Okay. Because the my thing is, if I need to find it, go to eBay and someone has on eBay Secret Wars battle board rare giveaway promo laminated
1: okay but where do they have the uh do they have the infinity stones do they have the little pop up diorama people
0: uh that i did not look up because i'm a slow typer uh secret wars what was it uh they weren't dioramas, they were called uh, Standees. Yes. So it's it's Stand with two E's right after it. Yes. Um, Secret Wars Battle Standee Black Panther Spider-Man Cyclops 2015 Marvel. Yep, and they're these little things that you cut out and uh yeah, I guess they did have them, Joe.
1: What are you what are you putting into the eBay?
0: uh secret wars
1: standee s t a n d e e now i'm looking at this here and did they maneuver this to be it looks like they might have just been like new york comic con things
0: maybe they switched it up just to that uh huh um because somebody has uh the the promo map uncut standees and comic, so previews of of, of the the, the secret war so there's a lot of stuff there that i don't remember at all
1: yep it says given out only at 2015 new york comic-con
0: mm, if i had known that i would have grabbed some of those
1: and these are some and we're completely off the beaten path with this but yeah. i knew these things existed anywho rings
0: um, joe it's all about rings in the end
1: well it's all about rings and it's all about the stones and how you play them but Mm-hmm. What it's really all about is the big, sh- the big shakeups over at Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, has now been named the chief creative officer at Marvel Comics, uh, which quote will be overseeing not only movies, television, but other media and publishing as well. The position previously held by Joe Quesada for what like ever
0: since they probably implemented that name
1: Mm -hmm. uh so is this good news is this bad news what is this
0: i think it's um i'm i'm you know a mixed bag for me i think it's good news for marvel comics Mm -hmm. i think it's bad news for old-time readers okay like us i think it's uh Feige or Feige or however you say his name is he's going to he's going to make sure he's made Marvel a lot of money so he's going to make sure the comics line up with the movies and if you're a fan of the old time you know versions of certain characters forget that I think we are like the the comics are really going to represent what the movies are for in, in the near future and that, that's the way it's going to be and I don't know if I'm ready for that You know, as an old as an old grumpy man. What do you think?
1: Just as to put a bow on it, Casada was named uh, editor in chief in 2000. And then in 2010, uh, he went from editor in chief to the newly created title chief creator, creative officer Officer of Marvel Entertainment. Well, there you go. Right. So, uh, you know, I guess almost 19 years he's been in that position.
0: Right, he's nine of the, the, the new term, but 19 years, you know, running, right. running the comics.
1: One of the things that I always say is about the comics, and I, I guess you're saying old-timey people old, like us, who like the old versions of the characters, and this is going to be the beginning of moving things toward the comics looking more like the movies. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. That's what they should have been doing nine years ago
0: i agree i get what you're saying but i just think it's going to be more of a wipe the slate clean kind of a thing i don't know how to explain what i'm trying to explain i just think if they do like a new hip version of the fantastic four in the movies that's what you're gonna get if that Uh makes any sense you're not gonna get like old-timey read and thing i i don't know i like i i like I said i don't know how to explain it but i just i i don't like change joe so i'm nervous that's i guess the best way to put it
1: so and i guess i don't like change either but i think this is going to be something that's going to work better for synergy you know we we talk all the time And say Marvel has been doing a much better job than DC has in the past. You know, like when Ant-Man comes out, an Ant-Man movie comes out. You go to the comic book store, after seeing the comic book movie, there's an Ant-Man number one that's on the stands. Now, granted, it may not be the exact Ant-Man that you just saw in the movie. But an Ant-Man one is more enticing to someone coming into comics coming out of a movie theater than Ant-Man issue 372. Mm -hmm. Or 472, like this episode, right? Right. So what what I think that this is going to do is going to push that same initiative where Doctor Strange movie comes out. You're going to see a Doctor Strange Scarlet Witch comic book that looks and feels just like the movie that you just came out of the theaters from on the stands of your local comic book shop, you know, bookstore, wherever it is. It's going to look that way. It's going to feel that way. My concern is how you're saying is where is that going to put some of the better known creators? Like are creators going to be able to take a more of a risk. Now, yes, a lot of the stuff that's happened in some of these storylines have been cold or cherry picked, whether it be just from name alone, like age of Ultron has name values. So we're going to name this movie age of Ultron, even though it has nothing to do with age of Ultron, but Brian Michael Bendis is going to get a paycheck in perpetuity because that's a book that has nothing to do with Age of Ultron, but it's called Age of Ultron, and so forth. Uh, a lot of the next, a lot of the stuff that's coming up in the next Thor uh, movie feels as though it may be called from stuff created in the Jason Aaron run. So Jason Aaron's going to get a check.
0: Right. He, he, here's a better way. It popped in my in my head of of way of saying it. What I'm worried is going to happen is. He's gonna come in and go. You know what? That immortal Hulk, yeah, that's great, but wipe that away. I want Professor Hulk looking like the actor, acting like he does in the movie. So let's. And in the end, it basically waters down what they're doing at Marvel. Because as much as I like the movies, I my favorite movie is Winter Soldier. That feels like an espionage movie. Like as the movies went on, they as great as they are, they became cookie cutter. And they're like, all right, this is the formula, and it works, but we want this amount of comedy. We want this. We want that. We don't want these movies looking different. We want all of these movies looking the same. And I'm worried he may bring that to the comics where we have a great breakout book like Immortal Hulk, but that doesn't fit the formula that he wants. Now, that's maybe a better way of putting what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. You're. Right. Okay. I know. Right. I just um more i'm torn because i say more synergy the more better at least it'll maybe get more people reading more comic books
0: i I agree i agree but here's the thing more people reading more comic books that's great for the industry and stuff like that but i'm selfish Mm -hmm. i want i want comics that i like so if i don't know that's the stupidest way of putting it so we'll have to see and i'm very curious where this is going to go in the
1: future Mm -hmm. well you know we have our takes on where this could possibly go but there's one other person who has his own unique spin on this as well ask not for whom the rob trolls the rob trolls for thee The Rob Watch. Of course. It is time, as you just heard from that wonderful bumper. Mm -hmm. Thank you again, David. It is the return of The Rob Watch. Rob, who we last mentioned last time that we had a The Rob Watch, the Rob was talking about possibly suing Marvel uh, Studios over possibly something. He was being very cryptic and vague. uh, And he... Had a whole bunch of just random quotes and laughing emojis in regards to <laughs> this going through and taking a lot of delight and pleasure uh, saying things like, Feige is in creative control of all of Ike's empire now from an inside baseball look at comics. This, <laughs> is, this is hilarious. Uh, go read Robert, Robert Iger's book to see how they refer to New York. And then uh, he kind of wraps it all up by saying that this, that he puts there, a uh, variant cover on the brand new Deadpool number one that's coming out, it's going to be the last original cover that he'll be doing for Marvel for the foreseeable future. After doing a hundred covers
0: <laughs>
1: in the last few years, <laughs> I'm taking a pause. I'm also not continuing any interiors, as I've put those on hold as well, in all caps. GI Joe Snake Eyes and creator-owned are on the desks, exclamation point.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with him bad-mouthing and threatening to sue Marvel? That he's, de- he's decided to step away from Marvel right now? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, boy i don't I, know joe the Rob's got of the rob you know
0: yeah he does he has to or you know the world will cease to spin i think i i don't know uh, well at least we'll have his snake eyes which is just like getting wolverine spider-man and deadpool all rolled into one that's right. so you know it's not like it's gonna, he's gonna go far away and he has his brigade comic with alternate interiors what more do you need
1: Well, I I didn't get the report from anyone, and I don't think the Rob is at any conventions this weekend um, to see who riled the Rob up regarding Mm -hmm. uh, his feelings. And I, I have to mention, go back, you could probably find it. The Rob did an interview, I think, on Word Balloon, which is a comic book conversation podcast, right when he was taking over... Death, dead, like he took over Deadshot, Grifter, and something else at DC, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lobo. That's right. Yes, and I tell you, man, listen—if you could find that, I'm gonna find that, and I'm probably gonna include it in the show notes just for kind of like a reference thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go check that out because I tell you, man, Rob is a talker. He could sell snow to an Eskimo. Right. uh you know whatever co- sort of corny pun intended thing that you want to say about that
0: right but he, could he talk convinced a...
1: me to check those three books out man you know he came off as like this guy and this man of the people and all this other stuff and oh, those books were really not good
0: that's right the um, best way i always heard it was rob could talk a bear off a meat truck
1: there you go <laughs> so um will we uh of course, have an eye more closer to what The Rob is up to, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Will
1: we be talking about G.I. Joe Snake Eyes in all caps when that comes out? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. At least you, as you demanded won. it. So thank you, The Rob, for helping pad out the news segment here a little bit. But we do have some conventions this weekend. And, uh, you know, remember last weekend I said it's like, oh, New York's like the end of the convention season. Mm-hmm. There's like a hundred conventions this weekend. And by a hundred, I mean three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. At least nine that had links that work when I was putting everything together. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wizard World Columbus in Columbus, Ohio. Has uh, Tom Welling, uh, Michael Rosenbaum. We didn't really talk about that story about Michael Rosenbaum not getting included in the crisis uh, crossover thing.
0: Oh, he 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 was
1: asked. Yeah, he was yeah. asked, they're like, yeah, we don't know what you'll be doing, and we don't know what we'll be paying you, and we don't know how long we'll need you. And he's like, well, I don't know if I can do that then.
0: But I did like the way he snuck in while he was sitting at his his father's side at the, the home, so that way it gave him some, like, you know, so, so so people would be like, oh, well, it's okay, you turned it down, you were with, you know, because the fans will turn on you, who cares what it was, how much or how little, mm-hmm. but you're with a sick family member, it's okay.
1: Yep uh also uh henry winkler's gonna be there the Fonz. fonds that's right and uh as well as uh devon dudley who's uh getting ready for a trip i think in the next two weeks mm. getting some uh blood and or money perhaps <laughs> uh two people who won't be uh attending that show the honky tonk man and kevin nash sadly i'd oh. love to see them get those uh saudi paydays
0: oh man i like when supper shredder gets paid
1: <laughs> it's not like i misspelled Amkey or make or something
0: no i just like that you misspelled super shredder and from right. now on he will be supper shredder to me
1: uh dallas fan days in dallas texas we have mike grell matthew modine of all people Ooh. and uh christopher eccleson
0: hey glad to see you still making the tour happy to be there i bet
1: still charging 80 bucks a shot just so you know
0: Good for him telling you to keep your face down if you got glasses on.
1: Fayetteville Comic-Con in Fayetteville, uh, some of the Carolinas, north or south. I don't know which is which. Uh, Al Milgram. Uh, I'm going to guess South Carolina, looking at the list of uh, folks here. Al Milgram, Larry Hama, Sergeant Slaughter is going to be there, as well as AA Arn Anderson.
0: Oh, selling some some uh, tobacco, right? Some kind of chew?
1: No, why why would double A be doing that?
0: Oh no, Blue Chew, I'm sorry, wrong. Oh
1: that's crow, that's poor wife.
0: <laughs> and another one
1: and this maybe I'm wrong on Fayetteville. Fayetteville might be North Carolina, because the Charleston con in Charleston, South Carolina, sees Fabian Nicenza, Graham Nolan, and Coco Beware.
0: Oh, he's selling Charleston Chew in Charleston.
1: I don't know if I don't know if they paid the extra Vig to get Frankie there as well, but we shall see.
0: Is he stuffed or is he still alive?
1: No. Uh, if you book Coco Beware, there's an extra fee for him to bring whoever whatever parrot he's calling Frankie these <laughs> ah, days. I like that. That's a good gig. Uh-huh. Uh the Hamilton uh Comic Con in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, Jerry Conway, Leonard Kirk. Uh and then media guest Richard Greco is there. Oh, Richard Greco. Mm-hmm. Like Richard Grieco and Matthew Modine are now on a list where they have mm-hmm. an asterisk next to their name to see what they're going to be doing with the rest of their life for the rest of the year, right? Right. But this convention also has a plethora of sports and entertainers. Oh God! <laughs> Mick Foley's going to be there. Oh. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to be there. The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Brutus the Something Barber Beefcake. <laughs> And The Godfather is going to be there. Now, oh. the, the picture would lead you to believe that he's also going to be appearing as Papa Shango.
0: That's two pictures he could sell.
1: That's Listen, the more characters you have, the more photo ops you could charge for.
0: Unless you're the Repo Man, then you won't do it.
1: Right, he could do the other seven characters, he just won't do Repo Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fandemic tours in Houston. C is Rodney Ramos, as well as... Uh, Becky Lynch and her super cool wrestling boyfriend Seth Rollins. <laughs> he's the coolest.
0: Is he really dreaming? Nope.
1: He's, he's 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 such a lame, he makes Marge Simpson look look cool. <laughs> You're such a lame. He's such a big lame. <laughs> oh well if burning down the Firefly funhouse makes me lame, then I'm a big lame. <laughs> Guess what? Save that for the wrestling show. That's right. Uh, Santa Fe Comic Book Convention, Simon Bisley's going to be there, Memphis Comic Con, uh, Scott Snyder, Chris Claremont, David Finch, Peter David, Mike McCone, Scott Collins, Kyle Starks are going to be there, and uh, a certain uh, exonerated uh, royalty member of the World Wrestling Entertainment will be there as well. There you go. But with all of these conventions, the biggie this weekend is Baltimore. The the last true outlaw of the comic book convention.
0: It's not a mud show though. It's a re, it's a real show.
1: I think if it rains that day, there could be a mud show. Mm-hmm. But the the reason we saved this one for last is because Todd is going to this one. That's
0: right. I'll be there Friday, baby. Converse just, on the ground again.
1: Just a one dayer.
0: Just a one dayer. I got bounced for family Saturday and Sunday.
1: Oh, terrible!
0: <sighs> the worst.
1: So who who are we looking to run into?
0: Uh Jonah Hex, the Jonah Hex, who's from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, is going to be there. Gotcha. May have to get a mark photo with him. Um, there's a few people I'm interested in seeing. I'd like to talk to uh, Mike Zeck, who was the artist of the very first comic I ever owned. That um, Captain
1: America book.
0: That's right. You remember it? it touches my heart. my, yes, yes. my black filled heart. Um, I'm trying to think there's a couple other people that I'd like to meet, but there, there's a long list. So we'll, we'll definitely see, I don't want to give too much away because I don't want people running to the table before me.
1: Gotcha. Uh, but all the links to these will be in the show notes, of course, uh, accompanying this episode over at longboxheroes.com or if you find it over at soon to be named network, soon to be named network.com soon to be named network.tumblr.com, uh, Where you can find this show and all the other shows in the network, uh, whether it be Logbox Heroes After Dark, Puzzle Warriors 3, which was on last week, Profane Arguments, Final Wrestling Place, which is late this week, because Marcus and Tim are busy, who knows what they're up to, Uh, At Odds with Wrestling, as well as Wednesday Night War. This week on At Odds with Wrestling, Adam and I have not one, but we have two super huge guests.
0: Cool.
1: And uh, not just because, like, it's cool that they're going to be on, but they're guys that I've known for a very long time. Two big, giant dudes in indie wrestling. uh, My friend Dan Champion and my friend, the Proletariat boar of Moldova. And we'll be promoting the upcoming Let's Hang Out event uh, happening in Bethlehem on the 25th of October. Nice. And, uh, of course, when folks from the network or that have always been a part of the network in our hearts and our souls appear on other shows... And they let me know. I put them up on the site as well. Uh, Jason Kirk, formerly of Podvocacy, Wrestling on the Edge of Forever, and Everlasting Minute, has recently appeared on Radio Free Cybertron, as well as Moonbase 2. Now, as I mentioned, Jason has not reactivated his Twitter account or started a new Twitter account. I have it on good authority that he has lost access to the old one. So, every week until he does, I will be revealing another letter or character in his email address. Right. So, the next one is I. All right. How many more weeks do I have of this?
0: I don't know, because I don't know his email, so... I'm finding out, as the fans do, of the show. We shift...
1: have 16 more weeks until his entire email address is revealed.
0: I have a feeling when you get around to, to the big G, <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> We know what the rest of them are. I have a feeling by... Let's say I got about five more weeks before it happens.
0: Okay. Before it becomes pretty darn obvious.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But all of that will be in the show notes, of course, as well as uh, digital sales and freebies. Uh, Tons of sales going on. One that's called Image Recommend Reads, recommended reads sale. It's just a bunch of random image stuff. Valiant sale is still ongoing. Uh, Top Cow arm of Image is having a sale. Those DC sales of Joker stuff and DC on TV are still ongoing. Uh, DC has added a Tales of the Multiverse sale, uh, and you better know that Dark Knight Returns is in that. Uh Marvel is having two different sales going on, one for champions related stuff, and that's more so the new run uh on champions, not so much of the older stuff, and a Marvel X-Men first volume sale. Lots of sales. So you could find all sorts of things that might strike your fancy there. But one thing that I do have to mention is we are now at two weeks in a row of there being no offers from Marvel of free comics.
0: Oh, Feige put his foot down already.
1: I guess. This this is one of the first things. We can't give uh we can't give free digital comics to people to get more people to be interested. Yes. That's right.
0: That's you want paying customers, Joe. You can't be giving stuff away.
1: I guess. Well that you listen, you gotta give them the it's it's like any sort of good uh drug or sort of gateway thing. The first hit is always free. I agree. But there's a bunch of stragglers there. You know, of course, I keep that list as up to date as I possibly can. Um, You know, as things kind of fall off, i remove them. A lot of the free comic book stuff, the free comic book day stuff from this past year have not been put up yet, which Mm. bums me out a little bit. I wish that stuff was there. But uh, what are you going to do?
0: I don't know, Joe, I don't know what we can do as a society.
1: Yeah. I think we're the hub to find the easiest way possible for the three uh, D.C. Kentucky Fried Chicken books.
0: Oh, Good stuff. I, uh, there's where they missed the boat on a fourth, Joe.
1: Uh-uh. I
0: guess they wanted to have a, they have a great trilogy there, but you could have had like, you know, a 32-part. You could have had as many uh, uh, herbs and spices as they have. That's what you need.
1: You know, no sooner do I say that those that the links are all now dead.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> you killed them, Joe.
1: <sighs> it's very upsetting.
0: It is. I'm sad now.
1: Let me see. I got to find the uh, updated list. While I'm doing that, uh, let's get into what we read from this past week, Todd. Where would you like to uh
0: I think I'll start with the book I was looking forward to most in Dr. Doom written by Christopher Cantwell and art by Salvador LaRocca. Um, this is basically uh, a Dr. Doom book. And it starts out that they are putting a black hole on the moon to get rid of all our like waste and stuff like that. And Doom is 100% against it. So he goes on fake news and has a discussion and they just run this the host just runs him down in fashion as you do on you know news shows today that does not go over well with the vic um so he's gonna get his revenge at some point as this goes on we find out that somehow kang is you know attracted to dr doom like he he's been showing up we find out he's been showing up and they've having having this conversations and we don't know why and Kang is kind of like disoriented on like what time it is as a time traveler um and then something goes on that the uh because he was again dr doom was against the the wormhole or the black hole on the moon someone attacks it in latveria's name he gets blamed there's a counterattack so doctor doom basically realizes instead of a bunch of people being killed he decides to to surrender which is odd for doctor doom but i it really works in the situation to save his people he only has like to make a split second decision and he's locked out of all his systems and stuff so there's nothing he can do so he decides to go on the run as the heroes show up to try and bring them down. And what I have heard is that this is going to become a, from the writer is a buddy book about Kang and Dr. Doom on the, on the, well, Doom on the run with Kang along for, for the ride. And I'm like, y- you have me. I think there was a few times that doom was just a bit out of character, but otherwise I think uh, Christopher Cantwell got the good doctor down pretty darn well. Uh, What did you think of the book, Joe?
1: It was all right. It was all right? Uh, Yeah, I don't have the same attachment to Doom as you do. I I think Doom works better as the antagonist as opposed to the protagonist Mm -hmm. uh, for a story to move things along. Um, He should be the thing moving the story along as opposed to the story moving him along. Right. Um, I liked the... I like the shoot run in by Kang. That's always a pleasant surprise. Whenever Kang shows up, you teasing me that this is going to have more Kang in the book going forward, but even not having the intimate knowledge of doom that you do Mm -hmm. um, me kind of just being a run of the mill, Johnny come lately doom fan. There were many parts of this where doom felt out of character.
0: Right. Um, What do you, is there anyone that jumps out at you?
1: Hit. Now, I, So this is more so of an issue as well is a lot of his interplay with Victorious, his new Herald, mm-hmm. who's a relatively new character. I think she was just introduced within the last year in the dance yeah. slot run on the book. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're still getting to know what her deal is in the grand scheme of things. And if this is building up a new relationship between the two of them, so be it, but it kind of flies in the face of the already, very short pre-existing relationship that's been established between doom and victorious
0: right now victorious only shows up for a little bit are you talking about the other person that is his right hand man who's the woman i forgot her name's petra
1: no no i mean like he he treats um you know he treated victorious the herald it was like the gold helmety thing looking on i get you i get you no no i I know who you mean i i did like my favorite bit was uh doom kidnapping and torturing that reporter right which is
0: something like doom would kind of do um my thing is i really like the petra thing because boris was his right hand man like the only man he ever trusted and he's sick and this is his daughter so like that whole interplay just intrigued me but i'm a big i'm a big boris fan like i think the one part like where he kind of acts out of out of character is when uh i can't think of his name it's not captain britain but union jack shows up and doom kicks him because i like well the fight that doesn't bother me but he calls him brexit and i'm not big on you know doom you know like witty banter if you will He'd more like, you know, how dare you, you know, lay hands on Doom kind of a thing instead of like, like exit Brexit kind of a thing. I was like, oh, okay. But otherwise, I let a few things go, but I, I, I don't know if you know this, show. I'll probably read more
1: of Doctor Doom. Right. Um, you're more inclined to give a Doctor Doom thing the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm whereas I'm like okay you really got to sell me you really got to give me what for when it comes to Dr. Dr. Doom mm-hmm. and this just didn't play to me which is fine you know mm-hmm. not everything is gonna
0: right so you're so you're pretty much out unless Kang becomes a bigger character
1: yeah if they change the book to you know essentially cannonball run with the bert and dom parts played by Dr. Doom and Kang I would watch that I'm booking it in my head as we speak. All right. So the other book that we both read from this past week uh, was Wonder Twins number eight. Uh, Written. Now I know, I know that it was written by uh, Mark Russell. And I have to go and scrounge up for who the artist is on this because... DC's website has no information on it. Under specs, it has an issue, it has a number, uh, it has a date that it came out, and it has a price. It has no other information about what the story actually is. So, you know, I like to give Marvel's terrible site what for, so I have to go pull up the information elsewhere. Um, I have...
0: I have the book in front of me. The artist is Mike Norton. The yeah,
1: regular, I like Mike Norton. The
0: regular, it's, a mystery,
1: it was, it, that's, it's a mystery where this information went to.
0: Ah, okay. And the regular artist is Steve Byrne, Stephen Byrne, but he just did the cover. So
1: Yep. And uh, so the little write up is, of course, uh, Jan and Zena are kind of like playing uh, it's second fiddle to like two or three other stories that are going on uh, in this. One is about the 30 year high school reunion. And why the principal wants it banned or canceled or what have you. Uh, The how and the why. Polymath, formerly uh, Jaina's best friend, is attempting to escape from prison. And we get to see her very simplistic but very uh, convoluted plan to do so. The long planning stages to get there. And, uh, of course, then how Jaina is going to attempt to... Win her friend back because she's very upset about that. Um, mm-hmm. that it was her actions that caused her friend to become a super villain, and now Jane is doing everything that she can to write that. And all three of these stories all converge at the end. Yep, it's a great book, you should all be reading it. It's awesome. Um, I'm glad it got picked up beyond its six issues. I'm glad that it's allegedly getting picked up beyond its 12 issues,
0: right? And you buried my favorite part of the story as all this is going on. Uh, Jaina put Zan in charge of the casino inside the 30 year reunion and Zan maybe takes being a pit boss just a tad too seriously and comedy ensues I was crying I've known way too many of a blackjack pit boss who's acted like that while you were playing I was crying I'm like Mark Russell has been in more than one casino I'll tell you that much (laughs) So I agree with you. Great book. Everybody get on board.
1: Yep. If you aren't, if you weren't on board before, there's no reason for you not to be on board now. Right. So, again, it, you know, we're talking like eight issues into a however many issue series this is. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I like it. I hope you all check it out. And uh, the more people get it, the more they'll go beyond that 12 issues that we're allegedly getting. Yes, sir. So that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern Time or so, we put up the pull post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you put your, uh, whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you wait for the trades, whether you wait for the hardcovers, or you wait for the omnibus to be canceled and then get resolicited as a hardcover under a different title, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out. Uh, Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. I am on a two-week streak of getting books correct and Todd not getting anything at all. So I'm closing that gap. I think I'm only behind by six at this point. But uh, you are starting things first, sir.
0: Yes. Is the book you're looking forward to most Absolute Carnage number four?
1: It is Absolute Carnage number four. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Now I'm gonna guess the book that you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Flash Forward Number Two. It is
0: not Flash Forward Number Two. Wah wah! It is once again Inferior Five. Even though that is a niche book just for me and you, mm-hmm. um, I've been enjoying it because once again Jeff Lemire promised me Rocket Red, so each each time I'm waiting for them to show up.
1: And yeah, I will say, um, if Absolute Carnage was not coming out this week, Inferior Five would have been my book as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, no write ups or descriptions or creative teams over at the uh, DC website for Inferior Five. Neither. So, oh no, uh, things are falling apart over there. Anyway, bums me out. <laughs> Um, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that we do, uh, or have done in the past, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, where this week we discuss what the next Al's Gals is going to be, and as a hint, it's not just one, it's two unaired episodes of a TV show.
0: That's a great teaser.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, maybe you've already listened to it because maybe you're a $5 a month Patreon, which you can find that link over at longboxheroes.com, but that's also patreon.com slash longboxheroes. $5 a month gets you after dark two days earlier than everybody else. A buck a month gets you uh, access to the old podcast that Todd and I did with our good buddy DJ, uh, kind of almost day and date 10 years ago as those are going up. And then once those are all exhausted, we'll have to figure something else out for those dollar a month people. Uh, you can also help us out by buying stuff through our store, the little store thing there across the underneath the big banner, uh, shirts and stickers and pins with our logos on them. Uh, also, if you want more shirts or other apparel that have those logos logos inspired by soon to be named network logos inspired by things that we say on the show you can go to our t public store and purchase those there and you could always go through our amazon link across the top of the page does not charge you anything extra gives us a little bit of a kickback uh, at the end of the month and like a two-month rolling schedule they call it an advertising fee i call it the thing that makes todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money Yes,
0: cha-ching.
1: Some of the notable purchases that the Amazon click-through this past week were someone purchased the lenticular version of the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, original motion picture soundtrack. Now we're having variant covers for soundtracks, Todd. Is there no bottom to this?
0: I don't know. We'll have to ask the Rob. He'd know how far down you can go.
1: Uh, somebody also purchased a set of four stainless steel straws and eight silicone straws with two cleaning brushes.
0: Oh, for your straw cleaning, all your straw
1: cleaning needs. Mm, that's a lot of work to save like one Pelican or something. I don't know. I
0: don't know. Maybe these straws are for uh, Spectrox use.
1: Oh, well that's okay.
0: And that's right. You you know,
1: when a rolled up hundred dollar bill won't do. Oh. Somebody also purchased a pack of Drymark Dual Test UV Counterfeit Detectors. You know those pens that they use to see if you have, like, you're given, uh, you're passing fake bills.
0: I know those pens well. Mm-hmm.
1: Unless you're a Wyndham Rotunda, I don't really see any use for those. But
0: isn't that but... a hotel? No, no.
1: I think you're thinking of the Windham.
0: Oh, okay, that's what it is.
1: Not to be confused with the Rum Ham
0: love rum ham what's better rum ham or hot ham water
1: <sighs> rum ham
0: i'm a rum ham man myself
1: and somebody i'm guessing the same person purchased a herbal vet dog flea collar a book entitled the art of raising a puppy and another book entitled compatibility colon, solving behavior problems in your cat dog household volume three second edition
0: I have a 99% chance. I know who bought that.
1: So I, I, listen, you don't have to go through three volumes or two editions to solve your uh, cat and or dog household problem. You give me a buzz and I'll tell you how to fix that problem.
0: (laughs) All right. I think that actually might be the summer. You Joe.
1: Oh, well thank you. uh, Summer you for purchasing those things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Yeah, thanks to all the purchases. Anyone who's ever purchased anything uh, current, past, present, future, uh, through the Amazon click-through, of course, uh, there's still time to get your Halloween costume in time for the uh, big holiday season coming up in just two weeks. Then Thanksgiving is upon us, and then Christmas is right around the corner. Yes, sir. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: Yes we did your your better co-host sent in uh the man Adam Van sent in Hey Todd's Art Attack I found these Jim Valentino and Eric Larson sketches while digging through some long boxes. I got them way back at Wizard World Chicago in 2000. And there's a savage dragon. And I want to say a silver hawk, but I know that's not the name of the Valentino comic. Shadow it was a Hawk. Ch- Shadow hawk. I would love it if, that, if, if uh, Adam had a silver hawk sketch. That would be great. Um also T Bolt seven twelve wrote in, Hey Todd's Art Attack. Here's a sketch of Kate Bishop Hawkeye by her co-creator Jim Chung. Pretty sweet, eh? You're a Hawkeye guy. What do you think uh that
1: sketch, Joe? I like it a lot. Uh I at first thought it was uh either Francine or Ketchu from uh Strangers in Paradise, and then I read the thing. Uh but it's a very nice piece. Uh doesn't really capture Kate Bishop Hawkeye but it's still a really nice piece.
0: I agree. And also somebody else sent in a Jimmy Chung, uh, Jim Chung piece. It was me due to popular demand by my poll there where I uh, had the, the listeners choose. And I wrote in uh, Ben Grimm, the ever loving blue eyed thing by Jim Chung in my sketchbook. I love his version of the thing. It's up there with John Byrne and Ron Wilson's versions for me. And uh, our good buddy, Josh wrote in, he says, it's all in the brow when it comes to the thing. And I can't agree more. If you get the brow wrong on Ben Grimm, then your thing is
1: not going to look good. So bring that to the shop later today. So I can color in the eyes with my crayon.
0: Oh, I I should have a colorist do the blue
1: eyes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not a bad idea.
1: Yes. Again, you can't have a black and white piece and put over him as the ever loving blue eyed thing, you know?
0: Uh, well, that's how he's known. You know what? Everybody gets it. Okay.
1: Hmm. I you guess.
0: Just, you're just all upset that you don't have a Jim Chung thing sketch. That's all it is.
1: I'm 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 upset about a lot of things, and that's at least in the top five. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, if you go to a convention, you're a burgeoning artist yourself, you've purchased something, had something commissioned, maybe got some pages, whatever it is, uh, tweet at Todd's Art Attack, and we'll uh, be sure to sure to share your work with the rest of the world. Yes, sir. At least our listenership, you know, like we're a global podcast i i assume
0: i know we have listeners outside of america so i guess we're global that's right and not just countries with uh geese on their money other real countries
1: (laughs) that was todd who said that i would never make such disparaging comments about geese or money
0: at least i didn't say anything about jersey that's the other guy
1: all right so uh, I guess that's it for this part of the show. We are going to have a little bit of TV talk here at the end as the shows have returned uh, that we are watching. The Flash, and we're going to give uh, Batwoman a whirl here at the very least. So if you didn't watch these shows or you don't care, we bid you adieu. Thanks for listening. See you all here next week. hmm So uh, let's get Batwoman out of the way. I only got a chance to watch one of the two episodes. Right. There was traffic coming home today, so I didn't have as much time as I would have liked. That's right. To devote to it. Um, But I thought it was all right. I thought it looked good. Uh, I thought uh, Ruby Rose, I want to call her Ruby Riot, but I know that's not correct. That's someone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought she did a good portrayal, Uh, even though you could tell that she's short. Yes, yes. They do a good job of shooting her in a way to make her look more imposing, like yes. physically imposing, whether it be out of the Batwoman costume or, you know, what ha- or the Batman costume, which is saved for the last act. Um, I liked it. I forgot completely about um, the villain being her sister from yep. the comic books.
0: Yep, her twin sister.
1: Right, I forgot about that. And then, of course, you know, we can't really go whole hog and everything that they did. And what's the name of the military thing that's coming into Gotham with Bruce Wayne or Bruce Wayne and Batman being gone? What the Crows. and They've both been gone for three years. Also, what a coincidence.
0: Right. The Crows. And I sol- I won't get into the second episode too much. They bury that name. Like, they just make sure you you hear it a thousand times and it doesn't work for me in a weird way because the 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 watchers on the wall from game of thrones for years were called the crows okay because they all wore black and everything so when i hear them say the crows i'm like i don't know if you're trying to leap on that thing or if it's just coincidence but i hate that they keep calling this this fake police force the crows i don't know but I, I enjoyed the episode I, I i really like ruby rose as batwoman and uh and kane and everything like that um i agree with you the one thing that i couldn't wrap my head around is that like you said she's short and she's like you know tiny and they're like oh she just fits in big old bruce wayne's costume without any adjustment like it's well, like no, oh. he,
1: she she sa- she says to uh luke she goes make this fit a woman
0: yeah i that's and i'm kind of like yeah you just like let me get my sewing kit and change the million dollar suit i i get you they said that but i kind of laughed at that i really like uh the sister the, the the stepsister who was like vapid and then you find out that she has a whole uh like uh like an underground helping the poor with medical stuff. And I'm like, oh, yes. all right, that, that gives a little bit more to that character. And I like her. I thought she was just going to be a throwaway party girl. And I'm like, so I like that. The two problems that I have with the show are the father, because I look at the father from the comic and he was like a strict uh, uh, army guy. Yeah. And I don't get that from this guy. I get sleazy businessman.
1: Yes, that's a I great get point. More...
0: What? That's a great point. I get more Maxwell Lord. Than I do like milit like uh, full like life been in the military and I'm like no I just the way he looks the way he talks I don't like it and the girl who play the the actress who plays Alice she's you know Alice is supposed to be Batwoman's version of the Joker and she's supposed to be unhinged and she's supposed to be charismatic and crazy she doesn't have the gravitas to pull that off. So she comes off as a watered down version of the Joker for Batwoman. If that makes it She when, when she comes on the screen, all eyes should be on her and you should be like, Oh my God, she's crazy. And what's going to happen next. And in the end, I'm just like, Nope, you not the chops to pull it off. As far as I'm concerned. Otherwise I I'm enjoying the, the show as a CW show. Um, and I will watch it cause it's going to tie into crisis. So
1: Keep... I have to disagree with you slightly on the villain the si- the, the 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 sister only right. cuz in the comic she was like way over the top crazy where she was just like spouting gibberish that you couldn't follow right right so they pare that back a bit where you get enough of it that it's enough and obviously you lose a little bit because that's what kind of made the character in the comic but sometimes it just doesn't translate in the comics and I think this is as best as in like a a happy medium that they could kind of find. Obviously it doesn't work at all for you. It doesn't work as much for me as it could have in the book, but I understand that this in the book couldn't translate to the small screen, but she does get points for having a terrible wig. So
0: there you go. You do love your terrible wigs.
1: That's right. Whether that's supposed to be her real hair or the fact that she is in fact wearing a wig and it is a terrible wig.
0: Right. Right.
1: Points, 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 points,
0: points. <laughs> there you go.
1: So. And uh season premiere of flash, we have to discuss.
0: Yes. With the villain after Rainbow Raider, I never thought I'd see. He's number two. Not a villain as a character so much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, under Chester P Runk, aka Chunk. Wow.
1: I never thought we'd get that. We're at the point of saturation where we are now, like, re- putting on the show, like, C and D-list Flash villains. Right. But... And I'm here for it. But I ahead. am,
0: too. Because a little-known fact about Chester P. Runk mm-hmm. is... He 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 has a black hole in him that he ended up absorbing, and he could take things and, and people into these other dimensions, right? And now this was in the late '80s after Crisis, and we later found out, and this is a little known, and I and it's one of those things that, as a Flash fan, I know way too much. We found out that were were all these where he sent everything with his powers later turned out to be all the dead universes from crisis on infinite earths and people forget that it was only in one issue they're like it he's like i don't know where i send this stuff it goes to like these dead planets that 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 look like our solar system but i'm not 100 sure so i'm wondering if that's going to play into crisis on infinite earth somehow and i'm like riveted just for
1: that in some stupid way the um it, there's no coincidence, I'm sure. Right.
0: Oh no. When you when they mention mentioned that in the comics, and then this is the year we have the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover, that's going to come into play somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. And I thought Flash was good this week.
0: I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I thought you know it wasn't the the greatest episode, but I did like uh, both Barry and Iris. Dealing with their sadness about their daughter yep. uh, in two completely different ways, and I actually
1: really enjoyed that. Right, I like that Nora's just not being forgotten about. Yes, um, I like that Cisco's still around even though he doesn't have the powers. Mm-hmm. I like that Caitlin is still dealing with you know being part of Killer Frost. I still get so upset where like sometimes they put the effect on her voice and sometimes they don't.
0: I was thinking as that was on, I'm like Joe's going to be cringing.
1: Ugh. Uh, I like that Ralph came up as, like, more of a faux debonair type thing. Mm-hmm. And that would be great for, like, a mid-season, like, fill-in two-parter, where it's, like, it's just a Ralph adventure.
0: I would love to see that adventure where Ralph has to deal with high society.
1: Yep. I, I Or would... anything. You know what I mean? Like, he's presenting, like, he tells the, the Flash crew, like, oh, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And then we, the viewers, get to see what's really going on which is Ralph bumbling his way through some sort of adventure and kind of like falling backwards into solving the crime. Even though he's a really good crime, it's something like, or it's a high society sort of caper. And he bumbles his way through it, but still because he's such a good detective, solves the crime. He's the fish,
0: he's the good detective in a fish out of water story. But you throw that on top of, just tell that whole story in a complete 50s crime noir detective story? Boom, you have two of the greatest episodes of Flash ever told. Yep. So, and then at the end, the monitor shows up and lets Flash know that things have changed.
1: Right. The timeline has been shortened to be the uh, mid-season finale.
0: <laughs> Shockingly, the timeline's <laughs> up with the mid-season. You know what? they should, that, that monitor and the writers of Flash should go see Jeff Johns and tell him how to do it when it comes to Doomsday
1: Clock. Now, he says it's December 9th, 2019, which is a Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what, when Arrow was on.
0: Yes, but you never know. Remember when they were doing the crossovers, they were moving all the shows around last year to right. get them in the right order?
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Because they were like, we want to end with this show, but it's not on Thursday night. So it was like, screw it, just move them to wherever. So God only knows how they're going to line up. I believe them. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: Yes. But. So, uh, yeah, I thought Flash was good this week. Um, now, you had mentioned about Rainbow Raider. I haven't peeked at, like, IMDB or anything like that. hmm Are they going to call him the Rainbow Raider? Oh, he was already on. Right, but um, he was on as a one-shot. Wasn't he the one that they beat, like, off panel, as it were, like, or in between commercial breaks? Yes, it was him and Arrow. Right. Just like, oh, we stopped the
0: Rainbow Raider, and he's in our prison in our basement now. (laughs) Let's move on to things
1: and stuff. But now that he's back, and maybe he's going to be a bigger part of the show. Is he? I don't know. Was that? I don't know if he is. I'm just saying
0: that after Rainbow Raider, Chunk was my second, like, I'm never going to (laughs) see. So I don't know if Rainbow Rhea. I have a feeling this season everybody who's ever been on is going to come back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think that'll be great. So they have some cannon fodder to like throw at the crisis.
1: Mm-hmm. So we um well we had the the tease of
0: Godspeed returning. Right. There were different Godspeeds. There were people channeling the Speed Force. They weren't actually the guy, and then they were spouting I don't
1: know like fax machine sounds. Right. So. So the real end of the end with this, Todd, who yes. is the one guy who was in the one issue of Flash? Uh, Moppy? Mopy?
0: Moopy or whatever it is, yes. That's the guy who gave, who supposedly gave Flash his powers.
1: Right, and then they never mentioned it again. He was going to be like Flash's Mitzlpitalik or Batmite right. or whatever it was. And they were like, nope. Yeah. So when he appears on the show... You
0: know, you've been scraping.
1: Right. That's when we're done. Like, let's close up. Let's let's shutter this, right? Right. Yeah. It's time to reboot. But, yeah, I'm going to do my best to cram in uh, the two episodes of Batwoman, Flash, of course. So we'll have those to discuss. We do talk a little bit about Joker over on After Dark. Right. Uh, this week as well. So if you're looking for that, of course, that's over there. Right.
0: I watched it. Joe did not.
1: Nope. I don't think I will be spoilers all right everybody uh i think that's everything now that we've covered the tv stuff tv stuff is back at least for the next three months or so
0: right until we get to that date that the monitor dropped then that's probably we'll be on break again right. for tv
1: all right so for todd this is joe closing up episode 472 of Longbox heroes I want to say thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all here next week
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.